Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Good day and welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Ride here with Tim Beadle, and we're going to talk about something that's kind of important that maybe we sometimes forget about when we're making disciples. Several years ago, I was memorizing the first big passage of scripture I ever memorized, the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, felt like I was doing pretty good in terms of not just memorizing it, but actually applying it, uh, which in retrospect was a little, was a little uh, naive of me, but I felt pretty good till I got to chapter seven where Jesus goes and says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. And with a measure you use, it will be measured to you. And I was immediately convicted because I was a great judge. I could spot, you know, people's flaws a mile away. And I could tell when someone was hypocritical, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact was that at that point in my life, my great Achilles heel was being judgmental. My great Achilles heel was being a, a fault finder. And that is uh, not a great recipe for leadership or disciple making of any kind. So, Tim, why don't you tell us where uh, uh, where you're coming from today and what uh, what has got you thinking in this direction? Well, first of all, I was really impressed that you recited uh uh, Matthew 7, by uh, memory. <laughs> Good for you. Obviously, uh, you've got that deep down in your soul. Like last on the last podcast, we were talking about the angle scale or, or different sort of uh, uh, incremental stages whereby someone might come to Christ and then find a relationship with Jesus and then start growing through infancy to childhood, you know, on to maturity. And that whole approach is so important to understand how, how we can lead someone. You know, as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. But often in disciple-making, it's a lot, well, it can become a sort of default when we are always just thinking about the other person and where they're at and not consider if we're still growing as well. Mm. And it's easy uh, to just watch someone else grow because usually we're quite a fair bit ahead of them in terms of growing to be like Jesus. And if we aren't careful, we, we will stop growing and just wait for them to catch up, if you, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> so, so I've been under conviction uh, in these past days. You know, uh, you know we've, we've been uh, working through the Sermon on the Mount in our church. And you know, right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, in fact, if I had written or designed the Sermon on the Mount, I would have started with the end at the beginning because Jesus says, uh, and we all know the uh, the parable of the wise and foolish builders, but Jesus mm-hmm. says, if anyone hears my voice, so here was, you know, here's my word, and puts it into practice, mm-hmm. he is like a wise man. And if anyone hears my, my, my word and does not put it into practice, so immediately we are confronted that whenever we come across a new discovery in Scripture about what it means to be more like Jesus, we need to put it into practice personally. And Mm -hmm. eventually, we can't lead anyone further than we ourselves have journeyed. And so um, I was assigned this this passage that that you uh, recited about judging. And I don't know about you, Darren, but, but... what do you think when we look around in, 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 in the world today for the last couple of years, doesn't there seem to be a lot more judgment going on? Well, well I would say, yeah, a lot, a lot more. And also maybe a little bit more on the micro level. Like we're more willing to 
judge or more make something a moral issue when we have a difference of opinion or perspective. It might not be a moral issue, but we almost make it a moral issue. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like right now, views on vaccines, <laughs> views on restrictions. We're in the middle of a federal election. Views on political parties. Like these things are actually seen almost as moral issues. Yeah. That, you know, what you believe is either right or wrong morally. And what do we do in the church where people hold uh, polar opposite views or perhaps those views actually hold them? And and it's not just an opinion. You know, there's a difference between a conviction. You hold an, a, an opinion, but a conviction holds you. Hmm. You know, you'll you'll fight for you'll fight for an opinion, but you'll die for a conviction type of thing. <laughs> And so I've been under conviction in these days, uh, not only in my own walk uh, with Jesus, uh, but also as I get to share uh, with other people that this this whole area of do not judge or you will be judged and by the be measured to you is, is so timely for us to just pause on in our disciple-making commitment. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and this is what I've been learning. Uh, first of all, you know, as you said, you know, there's a difference between discernment and judgment. You know, discernment is when we sort of take a good look at things and we use our common sense and our spiritual wisdom uh, to decide whether or not uh, we put thumbs up or thumbs down. But judgment, and the judgment here in this passage is when we put ourselves in a seat of um, superiority over others mm-hmm. and we put others down just because they're different from us and Here's the dilemma. Uh, everyone to one uh, sort of extent or another is different from us, and therefore it's easy just to choose the people we're comfortable with. But you know, if we're really gonna if we're really gonna obey Jesus' commission to go into the world and make disciples, we don't get to decide who gets in and who doesn't. Everyone is everyone is loved by the Lord, and they're all created in His image. Well, yeah, we just tend to make things primary issues that aren't. I was, I just did a, a, another uh, little production the other day talking about some of these very issues and how how quick we are to to moralize and judge others. And we, you know, the primary issues are who is Jesus Christ and what has He done? What's the way of salvation? That's the primary issue to me. Everything else is south of there, you okay. know. Yeah. And a lot of the things we judge people about are ten steps down and make you know, little ultimate eternal difference. And we, we just need to learn how to view people through Jesus eyes. Jesus had no problem calling wrong, wrong and right, right. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about putting ourselves in his seat and really being in some cases, nitpicky about things, or as you're going to talk about, it sounds like not, you know, dealing with ourselves on the same issue before we go after somebody else. We've seen it with people who, who have really been harsh over the years of people who fail morally, and some of those same people failed morally. Yeah, you know, and that's been that's been really sobering and really a, a reflection, I think, of what this passage you're talking is about. Yeah, so so this is what I'm learning, and maybe you've never thought about this before to, to our listeners, but but you cannot judge someone and love them at the same time. Hmm. Uh, so when I say judge, I'm not talking about the discernments, inquiry, exercise, but but actually see yourself better than someone Mm. and like like we're all we're all leveled by the cross and you know everyone knows john 3 16 um but if i but if i ask people john 3 17 uh we get crickets in the room (laughs) everyone Mm. knows john you know for god so loved the world but verse 17 says for 
God did not send his son into the world to judge or condemn the world, mm. but to save the world through him. And, and Jesus said later in John twelve forty seven, if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge that person. That might surprise some people. But if people hear Jesus' word and, and he doesn't keep me, he doesn't judge them. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And so, you know, throughout throughout all scripture and history, it just seems that when we were born, part of the human nature, self, sinful nature that we inherited, uh, finds us basically focused on ourselves with the easy ability to judge other people, to find the faults of others, to sort of point our finger. Remember when we were younger and they said, don't point your finger at others because when you do, you're pointing three fingers at yourself. <laughs> and and whenever, I, I think, you know, that verse, uh, judge not or you'll be judged is a favorite from Christians and non-Christians because basically we don't like other people telling us what to do. You know, you'll hear <laughs> children in the playground like, who made you the boss of me? <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. And and we have this, and, and this is something that I really believe has to be dealt with and eradicated, removed mm. from our walk to us, to, to, to find ourselves fully in step with the Spirit in this journey of disciple making. And and as I've confronted myself and others, I say to them, well, you know, what areas right now in your life are you judging people? So, hmm. you know, if we truly love people, and that's what Jesus commands us to do, he doesn't command us to judge people. He commands us to love them with his love. And uh, when when you think of the uh, apostle Paul, who used to be called Saul before he met Jesus, uh, he had no problem judging and persecuting and tormenting and killing Christians just because the Jews had turned, certain Jews had turned their affection towards this one called Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was justified doing that. But, yeah. but, but, but when he met Jesus on the Damascus Road, remember what, uh, what Jesus called out to, uh, to Saul? Why are you persecuting me? Exactly. Yeah. Why are you judging me, man? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Saul's eyes were blinded, but, Although he was blinded, he actually saw the light, I say. <laughs> and, and when he got up and going, his whole perspective has changed because he realized that the love of God, like it's not an both-and proposition. Sometimes we love people, sometimes we judge them. No, they're, they're polar opposites <laughs> that you either love someone with the love of God or you will judge them through your human sinful nature. And and we've quoted this many times in our podcast. All of a sudden, he saw people differently. He said, so from now on, we regard or consider or view no one from a worldly point of view. Mm-hmm. Although at one time we did, he said, we do know so longer. And, and, and so the challenge is when we look at those in the world around us, uh, do you have a different scale for certain people? Mm-hmm. And so you love people a certain bit if they're lovable. But uh, other people, and, uh, you know, d- during this COVID time, there's these people with polar opposite views, and and it's easy to judge people and think we're better than others who maybe aren't as educated or informed as us. But that's, that's crossing a line of discernment mm-hmm. to judgment when we put people down and put them in their place just so that we can feel better about maybe uh, what we're believing in these days. Well, you know, Tim, it's interesting. I didn't realize till we got going how much – uh, this other passage, the Good Samaritan, fits in, which I just spoke on this morning. Okay. And, and you know, when Jesus gave that story, it was an offensive story. Yeah. 
because of who the hero was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was talking to Jewish religious leaders. And basically in the story, it's the priest and Levite who walked by the person in need. And it's the Samaritan, or as I said this morning, the scum Aritan. That's how they would have been seen. That's there was right. no such thing as a good Samaritan for the Jews because they thought they were, you know, theologically compromised. And the whole idea of being a neighbor, loving our neighbor, you know, Jesus you know, told the guy, yeah, I love your neighbor. That's the right thing. And the guy said, well, try to justify yeah. himself. Who's my neighbor? He's really trying to figure out who is my neighbor, who isn't my neighbor, who That's don't right. I have to love, right? Exactly. Yeah. And hoping that there are some differences where we can draw the lines. And we just love to draw lines. And it's something we've got to fight against, even I dare say in personal evangelism, which is the front end of disciple making, where we don't engage with people, maybe of different persuasions or even, you know, races or whatever, where there's people we just don't engage with because of this, this sense of judgment that we have in ourselves. Yeah, we sort of go and pick the low hanging fruit, (laughs) as it were, rather than Mm -hmm. like if someone came with multiple, uh, you know, uh, face piercings and their torso is covered with tattoos. Uh, it's so easy just to put them in a category as maybe unreachable or unlovable. Mm. But man, the, th- the thing that the Lord's just been teaching me this week is that when we judge people, we try to detract from their identity. Mm. We try yes. to make them less than they are in God. And, and, and when we judge them, we actually repel people from the gospel and from Jesus. And mm. now the church has done a good job of that, unfortunately, over the years, just by having too many rules and regulations, I believe. Mm. But we have to make sure in the way we live, when people see us, uh, and, and that's where Paul says, you know, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old has passed. And, and what I said to my faith community uh, this morning as I was working through this, is that uh, what has passed? Well, judgment has passed. Mm. Amen. Well, so know, we, we, we just can't judge anymore. And uh, the new has come. Well, what is the new? Well, this ministry of reconciliation that we find ourselves swept up in has now been entrusted to us. So, so, so you can't try to reconcile people to God when you're judging them at the same time. It just doesn't work. And so, therefore, the challenge is... Um, it's time to do some soul searching and to come before the Lord and his spirit mm. and just ask him, Lord, can you just put your finger on areas? Well, mm. there, there's a short list of ones we know immediately, but maybe other areas where it goes a little deeper mm. and maybe we're tone deaf to uh, society, or maybe we've even got a hardened heart because of our own past experience that has been difficult to help us see the people that you love that we're finding it hard to love. Hmm. You know, you mentioned the issue of identity, you know, and, and I think a big part of loving people is, is seeing them as God sees them, who they are yeah. created in God's image yeah. for relationship with him. Like that is the whole point. Yeah. And if we can somehow get, get captured by that truth and look at people that way, because here's the thing, people have lost that identity. They yeah. have no idea. They have no idea that they're created in God's image for relationship with their creator. And if we don't come along, back to my parable of the Good Samaritan, if we don't come along and lift them out of the ditch, there is no one else coming down the lane. That's right. That's right. No, no, that, that, that's, that's so powerfully uh, true. And so what it comes down to, what I found, is that we have to learn the difference between uh, 
self-awareness and self-righteousness. And, and we have to learn mm-hmm. how to practice self-awareness. And that's why in that passage, it says, hey, uh, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So take <laughs> the plank out first, and then you will be able to see clearly to remove the speck. Um, I, I sort of have joked with others, you know, there, there's a lumber shortage uh, around us these days, just um, – and people say, yeah, well, you know, we can't travel, so we're doing all this building. And I said, well, I wonder if the uh, lumber shortage is really because of the building industry or it's because there's so many planks in Christians' eyes. <laughs> I said that this morning, and, uh, you know, there's a bit of a stunned silence, but there's a realization that in the economy of God, um, there aren't to be any planks in our eyes. And mm-hmm. and I don't think we can truly lead someone fully to when we refuse to deal with our own junk, as it were, and uh, really through the, the Spirit, through confession and repentance, allow uh, the Spirit to work with us so that we can fully cast off that plank, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. And uh, it can start as easy as how you feel about other people who have different views uh, on COVID or uh, if you come across people from other um ethnic groups or cultures, you know, people who wear a turban or different clothing, does, does that do it to you? Or, or mm-hmm. down to his basis, you know, just, just physical appearance. If someone's a little obese or, or basically if they walk with a limp or talk with a lisp, does, does that put them on a secondary list of importance for you? And it mm-hmm. simply cannot be the, be, be, be the journey that the Jesus is leading us on. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been thinking a lot in these days about something I learned about in, in missions class, something called ethnocentrism. Yeah. We tend to believe our culture is the right way. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, and every culture has it, you know, so it's almost like this inbuilt um, judgmentalism towards others who are different culturally. And it's something we just, we have to fight against, you know, so, so rigorously. And, you know, the, really the application, I'm not sure where you landed your message, but for me, the application is self-examination. Yeah. You know, it is, it is saying, Lord, you know, search me, O God, and know my heart. Yeah. I mean, no anxious thoughts of what are the planks that need to be ripped out of my eyes to move forward. Yeah. And this is just an excellent, you know, for me, an excellent reminder of something that needs to happen to be effective in disciple making. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been thinking about that, that old chorus, let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me, all mm-hmm. his wonderful passion and purity. Oh, thou spirit divine, all my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. So on the one hand, we, we've got that desire in our heart, but then we're stuck with this, this stubborn, sinful nature that just seems to categorize people. And, uh, you know, in my life, you know, years ago, yeah, I'm a big city boy, born in London, England, grew up around Toronto, mm. lived in Calgary the last 30 years. But uh, when I uh, started I ended up with 15 rural churches hmm. and uh, you know, r- rural is different than city as you, as you know, yeah. Darren. And, and I went in with a bit of a judgmental attitude in terms of, I got all the answers for these uh, poor folks out there in the boonies. And the Lord convicted me of this judgmental attitude. Cause I, I would drive into a rural community with a wearing the wrong clothes, driving the wrong rental car and waiting to be seated at the local diner, which doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta seat yourself. So, uh, what I, I, I went back to school and, and I studied how I can really be effectively connecting with those in rural ministry. And what I learned is 
that that when we start prejudging people, that that's where you know we we become prejudiced or have stereotypes against people. Mm-hmm. What happens in our mind is that we take a mental shortcut, uh, and it's based on the lack of real knowledge about people and based on our ignorance. We start judging them so that we can feel good about ourselves. As you said, you know that that, that we're the uh, in the middle of the circle, thinking others need to become more like us. Mm. And because of that, like even Jesus faced that. Remember what um, Nathaniel said of Jesus when he heard he was from Nazareth? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Could any good thing come out of Ottawa or, or yeah, Nazareth? Yeah. Nazareth. Yeah. Like, like where did that come from, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and so we're challenged to realize that being prejudiced against people, we prejudge them. It's based on mm. our ignorance. And many times it's based on the fact, and, and we go back to this word identity, is that we've stopped really growing and developing our identity in Jesus. And therefore, uh, to guard our lack of maturity, we start judging others to put them down so that we can feel good about ourselves. Hmm. Now, yeah, can, can you, now, can you imagine, and I'll let you respond, can you imagine how polar opposite that is to the, the task and the commitment to disciple-making where we're trying to lead people to Jesus, but we're not committed to be like him ourselves? Oh, well, yeah, every people, tongue, tribe, and nation, you know, every, every bit and piece and every piece of humanity is to be, you know, is to be reached. You know, as you're talking there, Tim, I realize, you know, the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit, the works of the flesh includes dissensions and factions. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And so I guess for a lot of us on the personal level, this comes down to a flesh versus spirit issue. Yeah, it is. And I'm finding more and more. And as I confronted people with different areas where they might just be naturally judgmental towards people, uh, it was just a sweet moment in, in the worship center this morning when people sat under the ministry of the Holy Spirit and dealt with their junk. And uh, it was a beautiful experience, self-examination, as you quoted from Psalm 139 before. And I think that's not something you do once a year. Mm-hmm. It's a day by day moment because truly, if you're not going to regard anyone from a worldly point of view anymore, that just has to become the new default, just the new lenses. You're looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. And when you do that, you look beyond, well, as, as Samuel said, God doesn't look at the head, he looks at the heart. Hmm. And that gets to, as it were, the heart of the matter that we, we, we don't size up people by what's on the outside but for their need to find Jesus and their need to grow in faith on the inside as well. Hmm. I think that's excellent, Tim. And that's, I mean, people can probably hunt down your message. Maybe I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes on that. Yeah. If they want to dig more further into that, but you know, a prayer I pray often and that I think relates to this is Lord, give me a passion for the things you are passionate about. Yeah. And that of course, <laughs> top of the list, people, including people who are different than me. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Paul said, you know, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be, so there's a transformation that goes on. Mm. And it happens by the renewing of your mind. Uh, prejudice happens, probably starts up in the mind where we don't understand people, and then it goes to our heart and we get hardened towards them. Mm. And another, I think, you know, it's in the message, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. So yeah. uh, mm. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. this is a, a good place to sort of end this session. It says, um, uh, whose mold are you being squeezed into? And if you were to sit before the Lord right now and say, Lord, can you just touch my heart in areas that I'm judgmental towards other people? 
could be mm. age. You look down on young people or young people could look down on old people. Like it could be whatever it is. But any impediment that comes in our way from allowing people to find Jesus mm. has to be dealt with in our life before we'll ever expect them to deal with it in theirs. Amen. Well said. Search us so God to know our hearts and take the planks out of our eyes so we can be disciples who make disciples. Amen. Thanks for listening, folks. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of Disciple Making. I'm Darren Wright here with Tim Beadle. God bless. Press on. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.